You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, this is your girl Treacy, and I'm here with another episode of Wait on Purpose. You know, I created this podcast, FUBU, right, for us, by us, and us, I mean single women who are optimizing their season by just building our queendoms and just getting ish done. Um, you know, these days we're not waiting around for someone to come save us, and we're not looking for any fairy tales. We want our Chris Charming to have a little scratches and bruises on him when he arrives, just like us. So we, um, as single women, we know the only way to find true happiness and peace is from within. So we're healing and we're working on ourselves and we're walking in our divine feminine. Um, Because I think once we raise our vibrations, we will attract someone on that same frequency. So that's the whole goal is to heal work on ourselves, and just walk in our higher self. So today I'm pouring into my dessert course, which we know that embodies interpersonal relationships, our social life, and our creativity, pretty much things that makes um, our life sweet. And I'm all for just bringing new perspectives and stories that's different from my own to this podcast. You know, I've learned to list some, some from my experiences, but I've also learned so much from others and their stories and just how they show up in the world as well. So today I'm connecting with another boss, okay, a CEO and queen who is surely optimizing her season. Um, And I'm a little excited to speak with her because not only is she an astrologer, but her story is so amazing to me, her weight loss story. Um, Now with astrology, I know there's like a lot of mixed feelings about this subject, a lot of mixed opinions about it, but it, it has always intrigued me. So I'm interested in connecting with someone who has studied this for over 40 years. Um, so today I have Adrian Igo with me. Um, she has over about, what, 20 years of recruitment industry experience. She runs several small online businesses and is an online social and digital media consultant. Adrian has almost 40 years, years of um, astrological experience, and she is known online by thousands as Capricorn, Capricorn Tigress of Astrology, A Look Inside. She has also really, really proven that she is a woman of spirit and willpower because once she was 500 pounds in a wheelchair for over seven years and she willed herself to walk again and eventually dance okay so her dancing caused this massive weight loss and she dropped over 40 dress sizes going from a size 54 to a size 12 okay so she believes that our mind and our inner belief system plays a major factor in creating the life that we want to achieve. She's also the speaker at the upcoming Black Women Promote Success Summit. So I am very proud to introduce Mrs. Adrian. How are you today, love? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me. I'm happy to be here with you as well. Now, before we get started, I would love to know, um, what are you celebrating and what are you proud of at this moment of your life? I'm really proud that I'm a survivor. (laughs) Like, (laughs) when you stop and think about all the things that we've been through as women, um, I just uh, posted something about that the other day. Up until this point, we have survived 100% of every battles we've ever been in. I'm a survivor. Yes. That's definitely something to be proud of. And I am celebrating that with you, sis. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. So let's get right into it. Um, 
Now, there's this evil, like, kind of connotation with astrology. It's been deemed witchcraft, and it has been called everything but what it really is. So can you, in your own words, describe what astrology is and what you have discovered it to be over the past 35 years that you've been studying it? Well, first, I just want to say, when I first got into astrology, I was in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. Um, and I was tasked with the job of being uh, a anti, like con. I, I was in a debate team, and they wanted me to take the con against astrology. And I was like, yes, astrology is fake. I am into that. <laughs> so I started, you know, you have to do research, right? Uh-huh. You research. So I started doing research to be anti-astrology. And I was finding out stuff like, bing, bing, like you haven't, you don't know your father or your father was estranged because I was raised by a Puerto Rican man who I know is not my actual father. Mm-hmm. My, my grandmother, my, I'm Puerto Rican, but I know the man who raised me isn't my Puerto Rican father. Right. I hope you understand me. So that, um, and then uh, it was just saying things about the poverty and the way I grew up. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know about me is that I was raped at 18 months. Hmm. No one should be raped at 18 months. No, no one. To, that's why I said I'm a survivor. I was yeah. born in the poorest city in America, which is Camden, New Jersey. That was, you know, at that time. And um, getting out of there, I, I really feel like I fought my way out. And so when I was 16, I got into astrology because I was on this debate team. And as I did the research, I was like, oh no, this is, this is true. And that is true. And this is true. So I ended up um, forfeiting the debate and I became an astrologer. I started, <laughs> I started, I got so good at even 16 years old. I had adults coming up in like my bedroom. I was charging them $25. I was, wow. like, I was like 25 bucks, please. And I realized I had a skill. I had mastered already at such a young age, whatever. And let me just say this. I believe it's a science. It's a science. I believe it's a science. You're not going to know astrology unless you figure out things that are, um, well, science-based, like the stars, Mm -hmm. um, math, uh, distance, trajectories. You have to understand the planets. Mm. You You have to be a little bit number oriented okay because we're dealing with numbers this is not like you know some people think of it like religion no we're dealing with a science and this is a science that was passed down from like the babylonians i think it was years ago Mm -hmm. years ago we're talking thousand before christ thousand years so this is information that sometimes people nowadays they poo-poo it but i'm like no it stand it stood the test of time we are now in 2019, and this is prior to, this is thousands of years before that. The sun, the moon, the stars never go away, do they? Nope. They never do. And the earth keeps turning on the same axis. We've been turning on that axis for thousands, maybe millions of years. And so this is, this is the basis of astrology. And to answer your question, too, about them, um, I'd say something about years ago, how people who were in astrology were, well, they were killed, weren't they? And so I, I often joke about that, that it's a good thing that I'm studying in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine if this was like 1819, I'd be gone by now. Oh, no. So, you know, that's just, I, I keep it real. But I do think it's more of a spiritual, you know, I do think I do get something from the stars. I don't know where I got this from, but it's almost like, from a spiritual standpoint, I feel like the knowledge is there, but somehow I've tapped into it, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And, and you know, like I say, like God created the sun, the moon, and the stars, and astrology is just, you know, the study of the celestial bodies, right? That's in... Yeah, it's know. just one other method, I think, to find an answer. That's all it is. It's not, yeah. maybe, it's not the end all. I right. do believe in my own way that it is a blueprint and i think that if this is so that the only person who could have created that blueprint is god yeah so if you're religious i'm just saying you know don't attack the person you know in a way okay i'm going to go into something even a little deeper i'm my name is adrian over you said adrian i go that's my married name 
I'm oh, no. no. Why did I say that? Fine, I'm sorry. Of, I, I'm, you know, I'm Adrian Obi, which is my my single name. Okay. Obi is. I don't know if you're familiar with Obeya, but my family is part of the Obeya tribe, which was an honored tribe back in Africa. Yeah. And many people who came out of Africa were not able to hold on to their heritage names. In other words, they were they had to take on the slave owners' names. Yeah. Obeyas, most Obis still are Obis because they were spiritualists. Yeah. Thousands of years of spirituality. And they were um, actually um, not usually put with the rest of the slaves. They were usually honored and had their own little houses because they would give spiritual blessings over the plantations. And every plantation uh, owner wanted at least one Obi on, on site. Oh, wow. Yes, we've done our research on that. So I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm actually part of the Obeya tribe? No wonder it just kind of spills down. Exactly. It's an amazing thing. I've been looking into our ancestry and it's freaking me out. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's important to tap into your past just so you know where you're going. I think that's amazing to know that. Um, how did you, did you use like a specific, did you use like ancestry.com or did well, you? Do- my daughter had started her, um, her journey and this is going to sound crazy. You know, you guys are probably going to be like, what? Okay. So <laughs> I am one of the only people in the world who was indeed a black Mormon. I mean, it's true. My mother was, well, I got uh, baptized at 21. And so I'm, I'm technically a black Mormon. I'm, I'm, I'm a Jack Mormon and I don't go, but with that, my daughter, you know, they're big into genealogy. That would, that's a big thing in the Mormon church. They want to trace everything back as far as they can. And so my daughter got into her genealogy very young and she started finding out things that no one knew. And one of the things she stumbled onto just about four or five years ago was about our whole Obeya heritage. Hmm. And the fact that our great, great grandmother, I think it was, I'm gonna make sure I got this right. Great, great grandmother, her name was America, by the way, I thought that's amazing. She was given, um, she was the owner of her own plantation in Jamaica. And um, for some reason, I don't know why she was given it by her slave master, but she sold it and she took her money and she purchased a ticket to America and she landed in Virginia. And that's how it all started. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's amazing. So, you know, sometimes having that spiritual spiritual gifts doesn't get you killed. Sometimes it gets you honored. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. There you go. There you go. You got to stick with what you know, right? Stick with what your ancestors um, brought into the world. Um, wow, I like that. It's a good story. And um, just to shift it, um, I love your story, you know, like, you said you were in a wheelchair for more than seven years and you lost an incredible 260 pounds by following this dance routine and these healthy eating plans. Can you please share this journey with us? Like why and how and <laughs> what? <laughs> it's up to 280 pounds lost now. I actually got into 300, over 320 pounds lost and then I gained some back just so that you know. But I was over 500 pounds. There was a point in my life where I was, I really thought I was going to die. And I remember when we lived in Kentucky, which was um, probably the last time I was actually able to be weighed um, prior to me losing the weight. And I was, at that time, I was like 489 and they weighed me on a, like a cattle scale. I'll never forget that. They mm-hmm. had to wheel it into the hospital because they thought I was over 500 then. And they were like, oh, no, she's 489. And I still remember that. And then later when I got to Seattle, I was too big to be weighed. Mm. So that meant I was over 500. Yeah. And um, I remember I had went on um, some binge. It was like a Reese's peanut, cutter, Reese's peanut butter cup binge. I'll never forget. And during that period, I must have ate a thousand Reese's peanut butter cups. They were minis, but something happened. My body started to reject chocolate. My body started to reject peanut butter. My body started to reject sugar. And I, I, I started to lose a little bit of weight. And then I felt a little, like I used to sit at the, the, the um, computer I made an entire series, by the way, called Chair Dancing. But I used to, like, the songs would come on. I was into, like, K-pop. So 
and this is before BTS, you guys, but I was into K-pop <laughs> and I was like into it. And, I, and, I, and one day, and I'll ne- I still remember the song, Candy came on. It's like candy. Oh, yeah. Hey. Bum, 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 bum. And I was like, uh-uh, no, they didn't. And I got up. And I was trying. And the first time, I could only do it for like 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. But then I came back, and I was, I think it was like M2 me, Juicy Fruit. And I'm like, I'm going to get up and try it again. Hey. And I started, I think I got up to like 45 seconds. And then I, another, I, I still remember it was candy, though. It came yeah. on. And I did the whole song, and I remember celebrating. I did the whole song. Wow! I never had danced the whole song for years, and after that, it had just the love of dancing hmm. took over my life, hmm. and I found myself just—I don't—it's almost like have you ever seen like Forrest Gump when he was running? Yeah. It took on almost like that. I would mm. dance for hours. And I remember when I first lost the first 200 pounds, um, I went into the doctors and he said, based upon your weight loss, you must have been dancing the equivalent of seven to 10 miles a day. Wow. Wow. The music took over my life. Mm. I, I think it's the music that got me. It went into my soul. Mm-hmm. And it's like it empowered my legs. I, I can't explain it because every day that I dance, and I, I'm, I've got another story I got to tell you guys wow. because it's a little spiritual, but I want to tell you this story. So prior to that, I had been so bad prior to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been in the bed. I was laying in a bed and I had fallen in the shower and my daughter was, you know, she was taking care of me and she was distraught because she was thinking, Oh no, I've got to put mommy in a, a assisted living facility. She can't even take a shower. Yeah. So I had hurt my leg and I was laying in the bed and my legs were swollen. I swear they were this big. They were like logs mm. and I couldn't stand. I mean, I literally thought they were going to split. And so she called our bishop from our church and he came over with these missionaries and they gave me a blessing and they anointed my head with oil and they prayed that I would be able to stand, that I would be able to walk, that I would be able to enjoy getting around and having mobility again. Mm -hmm. And I said at that moment in my heart, I said, dear God, if you just let me stand again, I promise you, I will dance every single day of my life. Oh, Adrian. I've been dancing for six years straight. So no matter what goes on, I make sure I keep the radio on and I make sure I stop to dance because it's my celebration of life. Absolutely. It's what brought me back from the depths of hell. And I look at dancing, I guess, in a different way than other people because it saved me. Now there are reports that are coming out that it really is true that dancing stops Alzheimer's, dancing stops mental disabilities, dancing does so much to us because it builds up our endorphins and it just creates like this feeling of like joy. Yep, joy. And I didn't know anything about the medical things. I just felt like I was studying Abraham Hicks at the time. Oh, I I love. Oh, you like Abraham Hicks too? Yeah, I love him. When I danced, it was taking me into the vortex. And I could get into the vortex at will by dancing. If I'm down, if I'm sad, if the world is caving in, if I need to get into the vortex, all I need to do is get on a good song and just start dancing. Within five to 10 minutes, I am happy. Damn. That's how I do it. I stay up. And dancing helps me do it. I still believe it's a blessing from God. I do too. And music has that that influence it's an energy it's an energy and i and i listen to me like music is like my best like that's my bestie (laughs) but i've never thought to dance maybe that's what i need to do to to release some of these pounds off of me because i've tried everything oh my gosh i'm telling you trishy this is what you do just stand there let the music just at first just like flow yeah just let it get into you and then after a while you'll start to feel i'm telling you i went from like like i said 30 seconds and then up to the point where when uh, my daughter's birthday the other day i danced the entire party was six hours that's so cute i never i sat down like twice you know so stuff like that yeah Music is, I think, life. 
it is. It's us top, tapping into something higher than us. I think music comes from a place we don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's, <laughs> wow, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And so I know dancing played a pivotal part in it, but you also had these, these healthy uh, meal plans. So what's some of the things that you start incorporating oh, in your oh, diet? Well, it's so funny now. Um, I have a, a, my first video I ever made, it made me laugh when you just said that, uh, is, is like how I lost 200 pounds is my first video. And I give it away to most people who join like any of my member sites or anything. And in it, it is hilarious now. when I look at it, because one, it's really simple. And I was charging $19 for this, but it's very simple. Okay, cool. And it's like, it lists out the, what I ate, it, it, like exactly what I did. And when I look at it, I'm like, it's so simple. So one of the things I did, and now I would never recommend it, but it is in this video and it's probably going to make people gasp in horror. But one of the things I did was I used to take oodles and noodles and put broccoli and onion in it. And that was it. I would wow. eat noodles. <laughs> Like I would put in a pack and then that was it. I would, and it would fill you because the broccoli and the onions, right? Yeah. But I feel like broccoli and onions are fat cutters. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. I was doing fat. And the fact is every pack of oodles and noodles, I think has like 50 carbs. So if I was only eating one, I was getting 50 carbs. If I was eating two, I was getting a hundred carbs, but that was it. More, the reason why most people are overweight is that they don't understand that when they're eating, Let's say McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You're eating something like three, four, five hundred carbs. Yeah. The thing is, we're only supposed to have to lose weight a hundred carbs or less a day. Yeah. So if you go out and you eat a cake and you have McDonald's or like the pie and the the, the let's say the pie, the fries, the soda, and the the um and the hamburger. The burger, yeah. 500 carbs you're done you're done for the week though <laughs> done for the week, yeah you're done for the week that's true now here's something I, i'm gonna tell you my secret to weight loss here's the adrian op success story of weight loss how to do it how to do it here i'll do it first get of all it. dance 20 minutes a day that's it get that out of the way 20 minutes dance okay. okay it doesn't even have to be at the same time you can do it intermittent like drake comes on day you know, <laughs> Bill comes on date, you know, I, Kali comes on date. I kiss myself all day. Cardi B comes on date. It's like, you just do it. So then that's, that's number one. The okay. other thing is no more, uh-oh, you're going to get scared. No more, no more soda. Done. Yeah. I haven't had soda in six years. Yeah. Don't go near it. It's okay. the death. Don't go near it. Okay. I cannot eat flour. I actually built up a gluten, um, uh, I guess maybe because I did what I did, but I, I can no longer eat it. It actually um, puts my legs into muscle spasms. Hmm. So I have, my doctor said zero flour. I've not had any flour in a year. Okay. Not one stitch of flour, not anything. So if you can do that, if you can find a way to release yourself from flour, release yourself from flour. Okay. Okay, there's other alternatives out there uh, that are gluten-free and look those up. Um, Other thing is actual white sugar. Don't go near it. Don't go near white sugar. I don't go near it. I use things like um, Splenda. I also have, um, I'm trying to remember what the name is, but it's like like a herb, but it, what's the name of that? But it sweetens everything. Oh, it's in the tip of my tongue. Anyway, I use sweeteners, but I don't use actual sugar. Um, And I drink a lot of green tea. Green tea is a natural fat burner yeah, and it really works. Another thing, and a lot of people laughed at it, but you know that magic diet drink works, right? What? the Lemon, ginger, and cucumber every day. I've, I've had it in my refrigerator for five years. Yeah, Off that, and that on. works. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. And like sometimes I would say stop doing it because it will deplete you. Um, and I think that's why I started getting the cramps in my legs with the flour. But you know, I would say once a week, you know, or once a month, take a week and go through that plan. Okay. Okay. Um, the other thing that I do, but I don't do it exactly how other people do, is the I put a teaspoon or capful of apple cider vinegar into my tea at least twice a day. Like okay. A Little things that we're doing Little naturally to consistently. Yes, to cut fat naturally. Yeah. Uh, I have been approached during this entire six year span from people who said, buy this, buy that, get on this, 
promote that, you know, be my ambassador for this or that. And I made up my mind many years ago that I was doing it naturally. I've not taken any diet supplements, no diet drinks, no wraps, no nothing. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's all been these natural things. Right. And so when I, like I say, when I look at them, I laugh and some people might poop at me because they're like, but this is all, you know, natural stuff. But the thing is, in combination, it worked. Yeah. It worked in a massive way. There yeah. are people who go out and have surgeries. I'm going to tell you one last story yeah. about this weight loss thing. My daughter went in to have surgery. My daughter was 365 pounds. Mm -hmm. And she, well, she's young. And she was unhappy with herself. So okay. first she went and got the lap band. I think it got her down into the 200s, but she wasn't losing fast enough. And so she decided then that she was going to go and do the whole thing. And she got the gastric bypass. Uh -huh. And now she's probably about 150 or 160. But what happens is that she's had massive, massive um, problems with her health. She even had to lose my first and only grandchild because they didn't think she could carry it to term. So, you know, use a lot of people for, you know, especially in the early 2000s, they used gastric bypass as a weight loss. Yeah. It's not. It's dangerous. And many people don't survive it. Yeah. Um, I've not done it. Because there was one point where 30%, when I was, back in 2007, I was scheduled to get one. And they gave me the numbers. They sat me down because, you know, you got to go through the psychiatric thing. Mm -hmm. And they were telling me at that time in 2007, the death toll was 30% after five years. That means they know that 30% of people that get that surgery will be dead in five years. Wow. Wow. That was too high of a stakes for me. Yeah. And I begged my daughter not to do it. That's why she did the lap band first, because that was only 3% death. But then she went and did this, and her health has been continually spiraling downward since the moment oh, she wow. And she's in her 30s. She's very young, and she's now trying to build back her health. She developed pods. She had to walk with a walker, and a, not a walker, but a really? key like a staff to hold her up. She's passed out in the streets. I mean, it's been a nightmare. So anyone who is looking at something that drastic for weight loss, please, please reach out to me first. Yeah. Look at the natural way of doing it first. Yes, it's going to take it's six years for me. I didn't get the instant gratification of, you know, being a size 12 immediately, but I am now. And I'm, I was willing to do those six years, okay, in order to be healthy. I, I rather have life than to be skinny for a year or two. I want to live into my 80s or 90s. And Absolutely. so I'm glad I didn't do it that way. I'm glad I did it the way I did. So, yeah. Well, I, I, I do want to pray for your, your daughter that she does, starts to heal and get, and get better. I, that's, I hate to hear things like that. And she's my only one, too, Tracy. Yeah. My only one. To say I've cried over it is an understatement. So... Just pray for my baby. That's all I can say. Absolutely. Um, and and I, I, I think that we have got into a world where it's, it's like, I call it like um, the microwave society. Like we want stuff so instantly. Yes. And I don't know when we, and that's with me too. Like I've tried so many 21 day detoxes, 21 day this, just to go right back into my normal habits. Yep. But one thing that you mentioned is the carbohydrates. So do you, are, are you an advocate of the keto diet? I have been on keto. When I did my uh, big weight loss, like the massive uh, weight loss, paleo, not keto. Mm -hmm. Paleo is slightly different. Um, keto is more meat and butter and stuff. And um, I'm not into that. I'm really concerned about my heart at my age. So I went more paleo. And paleo is like, if God made it and you can eat it like God made it, right? eat it. That yeah. means there's no packaged foods. Like, look what I got right here. Can you see this? Oh, you, yeah, let me see. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Made, God made these oranges, right? Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. You don't go and get orange slices that's been made by man. You yeah. go and get the orange. You go and get the so orange. That's what paleo is saying. It's like no prepackaged foods, zero. And I that the only thing that I did that was prepackaged was the oodles and noodles, which I was addicted to because they were so cheap. But now I can't even eat those. I've got like 60 packs of oodles on my fridge that I can't even eat because <laughs> I can't eat the flour. 
Exactly. Oh, yeah, it does have flour in there. That's it true. Flour anymore. Yeah. Those are good tips. I'm going to try to, like, like so I've been. It's going to be hard. You watch. When you go to the store, it, it's going to freak you out. One of the things I've discovered, Teresa, not to interrupt you, but one of the things I discovered was that be careful with meats that are prepackaged. They literally have flour and sugar in them. Yeah. It's amazing. You're like, what? Why is there flour and sugar in here? It's me. It'll throw, it'll freak you out. Yeah, right. that's why it's important to know how to read the labels because they label them. There's different names for sugar. There's different names for flour. There's different names for them sometimes. Um, and so it's very important to read the labels. But what I've been doing, though, is I have been taking the shot of um, apple cider vinegar. And, and I, I've been drinking like a gallon or two of water every day. So that's been really helping me. Um, Water is great. Water is great. Great. Yeah. That's one of the things I think I have in that video was like I massive amounts of water. Massive. And just all day. Because I think when people overeat, it's just that it's almost like they want the the stimulation around the mouth or the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so whatever you can do to keep your mouth like stimulated. Um, in my case, I started talking and making videos, but <laughs> something that's going to keep you, you know, so you, you, you can fill your mouth with something, maybe words or positivity, but not food. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, and so you are the owner and CEO of many businesses, um, including, you know, the Never Quit Mine and to get me a real career. Um, can you tell us exactly what those businesses provide? Um, well, I will tell you a story. Now, this is kind of a funny story, but the first online company I ever opened online was GetMeRealJob.com. Get me a real job. Isn't that a catchy name? It really is. You look up and see how many. I, I told my daughter just the other day, because it's kind of like not defunct, but it's just there and I'm not really doing massive recruiting and stuff anymore. But Get Me a Real Job gets massive amounts of hits on Google. And I told her, we're we're losing millions of dollars. I own it and I've owned it for 16 years. I want to make it massively mega successful because um, anything that has to do with recruiting boards, I don't know if you're familiar with like job boards, like Indeed, Career Builder. Mm -hmm. It used to be Monster. I used to work for Career Builder and these are multi, multi multi-billion dollar industries. As we see, LinkedIn jump-started LinkedIn because of recruitment. It's a huge industry, huge. And so um, we've been looking at how we're going to revive, get me a real job and make it more, um, you know, just more vibrant in 2019 as it was in 2006. Okay. That's what we're, our goal is. Okay. And, um, also, get me a real career is the um, kind of like a sister of get me a real job. And I kind of created it because get me a real job could be, you know, just like job board, that's what I thought. But there's always things like people who want real careers. They're looking to build a career. And so it could be that they want to build their own career. And at first I thought about building careers online because look how many of us who have built successful careers online, multi-million dollar careers. And so there's, that is part of that. So you might see a lot of, um, like on the announcements page, there's a lot of uh, things that are online career options. Yeah. Like so um, also there's a, a, a membership to get me a real career. So there's a back office you can't see. Okay. That's one of the things there. But the recruitment industry is huge. And I just wanted to be a part of it and stay a part of it into the 2000s. And, um, you know, I've held on to those websites and I like to make them more, active right now yeah yeah but the the whole goal is just to you know my goal if if i'm honest now as i'm getting older and i'm looking at the world differently than 2006 i have thought about ways that i could um, use that job board for my own people and i've not yet um initialized anything like that me and my daughter have been involved in talks about it she's actually the um uh like the president of a labor union so okay he works a lot with hr uh people and we're just looking at how we're going to use our influence to help our people that's really what we want to do so 
we're, we're looking at that. So. That's great. And in the never quit mind, I know I, I was doing a little browsing, which there were <laughs> some um, products that I'm very interested in, but is that, the, is that really the same thing? Just these, um, the never quit quit mindset is that the same thing as get me a real no actually I you know it's funny all my things are kind of different every, every website is slightly different really yeah. and never quit mine I based that because I had hit my 50s and I was in this marriage which is now defunct almost and I was like bored and the man was ignoring me and I thought but my mind doesn't quit I don't want to shut down my brain. I want to keep thinking. I want to keep learning. I want to keep growing. And so I got into something called PLR. And what this is, is where you can license resellers to sell what you have created, or um, you can purchase it from others. And it just is like, a, a, it goes on and on and on. So it's like having content. Let's say, for instance, you have a website. Mm -hmm. But you're not a great content writer, let's say. Right. But I am. So I've got many um, different ways that you can get the content you need on your website without having to create it yourself. Most of these come with graphics. They come with, um, uh, you know, the content you need, usually like a PDF and Word and, you know, different things like that. So it's, it's uh, something I started to help business people be in business without having to come up with the basics themselves. Almost like a business in a box, some of them are. Yeah. And um, it's, it's a nice way of doing things. And they're, they're little, you know, $15 here, $25 there, not expensive. But it's an easy way to get content onto your sites without having to kill yourself to create it yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's genius. <laughs> um, really good idea. Um, so let's get, okay, I want to switch it up. I know I gave you about like five numbers to choose from like oh. random numbers. And so I'm going to go and give you the um, the questions that correspond to those numbers. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? It's so weird that you said this question. I had a conversation with my daughter the other day and it turned painful because as I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> My first and only grandchild had to be terminated. So um, I don't have a grandchild mm -hmm. and she's sickly. And um, there's fear based on my daughter carrying on my legacy as far as, you know, DNA. Mm -hmm. And so I um, had this conversation with her and I said, honey, you've got to freeze your eggs. And um, because if we're getting to a point now where if you don't freeze your eggs, we're gonna lose the window of opportunity. And even if you can't carry that baby, I still hope that you get a chance to have a child. It was a very painful conversation yeah. because in her heart, she wants that baby and she wants to carry that baby yeah. when she has it. But as a mother, I don't wanna lose my baby. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever you have to do to get rid of those, you know, to take those eggs and salvage them, do that now because I don't want to lose you. Yeah. So if I had to say what my legacy would be, I hope that it would be, because it might not be a grandchild. See, that's why I started with that. Um, I hope that my legacy would be that this was a woman who never quit. She never gave up. She had an indomitable spirit. Persistence was everything. And she, she fought to the last moment. She was a survivor. And so I want that to be my legacy, that no matter how bad it is, no matter where you come from, no matter how deep, dark it is that where you come from, where you end up can be anywhere. I don't know where I'm ending up yet. I keep thinking I'm going to be a multi-billionaire, but I don't know yet, right? Yeah. So I hope that my legacy is going to be one of like, hold on, don't give up, stay strong. You can get through any any um any wall any barrier like you know whatever that is because every when i stop and i think about the layers of things i've survived i'm like wow wow that's amazing so i hope i can leave that legacy and i've been uh, making videos to um in the background that i plan to leave behind so maybe it can inspire people in the future absolutely 
you know, like I said, I'm closer to 60 than 50. And I know my years here are limited. But what I hope to leave behind is hope. I hope to leave behind maybe a blueprint of how someone can follow in my steps and do it again themselves at another time. I love it. And it's like you're already walking in that legacy now. So that was nice. Um, What's the number one quality that makes someone a good leader? I think the ability to still hold on to your humanity, like your compassion and your ability to nurture. I think when you, and this is so weird that you're asked this question because I have a lady I'm working on building a website for her. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I think it's going to be gorgeous. Um, but, you know, she's, I gave her a discount on an hourly fee. I usually charge $100 an hour minimum. And I gave her $25 an hour. That's between you and I, right? But, uh, but she, you know, she wanted to, she had a lot of questions and she kept pinging me and pinging me on, on Facebook. And I realized, oh my gosh, I've got to let her know that these are discovery hours. I can't give them. I, I, can, I set up a half an hour each week for her. That's it. You can't ping me on Facebook or anything like that because I'm busy. Every moment, every five to 10 minutes is allotted. Is that crazy, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I forgot the question, but I just started thinking about that and I got lost. What was that question? Again? <laughs> I started thinking about that, like, what the hell? But it, it, that's one of the things I do. I structure. Structure, I guess that's the word. That's structure. Whatever the question was, structure. Structure it. All right. A good leader. <laughs> so structure makes a good leader, okay? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, you know, planning things out, time management, structure. Because mm-hmm. if, if you're someone who just is diverted, imagine if every CEO was diverted by every little detail. Yeah. They would never get to be CEOs. They would never get their business off the ground. Those details, those little minute things are either you got to, like I said, I'm going to give you a half an hour to discuss them. That's it. Yeah. If we can't hash out what you need in that half an hour, it's not getting done that way. And that's it. So we as CEOs, we have to be aware how valuable our time is. Even $100 an hour is going to stop soon because I don't have the time. Yeah. So organize structure organization and building upon that that is everything because after you got a hundred two hundred three hundred four hundred five hundred clients or more you're you're in a like a daze and someone can eat up your time literally it sucked away my life force because i had 70 things coming at me and i was like stop stop messaging me i can't do it so you know letting people understand that because every person who has a project sees their project as the most important thing in the world. Absolutely. And they want you to see their project as the most important thing in the world and letting them know that, yes, I love your project and I love the moments I work on it, but I've got 7,000 other projects to me that I got to do. Yeah. And our time is limited. So figuring out how you can do those 7,000 things, when other people are doing three, right? That's being a CEO because there are many things, thousands of things that we're responsible for, not just one thing or two things or three things. As you see, I have multiple businesses and each one of them requires lots of time and energy. So, um, and I did this as a favor and I realized why I don't do that normally anymore. You hire people to do that. You see what I mean? You don't have to. Yeah, exactly. And not only that, just being able to delegate. Right, delegation. That's part of the structure too and the time management. You know, getting yourself virtual assistants if necessary, getting yourself a sales manager, getting yourself, uh, you know, a content, like I I say content writer because that's, I build the content so people can have content. Yeah. That's a major focus for some people. They don't even know where they're going to get stuff like content. Yeah. All these things, all these things take time and effort and patience. So yes, structure. Yeah, structure, that's good. It. And I made a, um, a comment on my page the other day, and this is the true, truth. And you saw even with us getting together, if you're not on my calendar, if I can't get, if I don't see you on my calendar, it, 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 it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Yep. 
I missed you up for five and six, right? And you almost missed me because if it's not on my calendar exactly right, you're going to miss me because yeah. I probably either filled it with somebody else or I'm moving on to the next. Like right now, I'm technically four minutes away from my own show, but I'm flexible. So I can start at 730 if necessary. But yeah, I've got Saturday Night Lives that I do for my astrology group. And the moment I hang up with you, I'm going right into it. Okay, so let's move right along. Let's move right along. Um, what did your last relationship teach you? Oh my gosh, you had a question. Okay, so <laughs> I'm laughing because my last relationship was with my now almost ex-husband. We're separated. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I picked up out of that marriage, and well, I learned about narcissism. Mm. I learned about something. Um, it's it's hard to explain it, but there I learned that I had to put myself first. Yeah. That no matter how much of a commitment I made to another human, if that person doesn't have the loyalty and commitment to me, I have to have the loyalty and commitment to me. Yeah. I have to have my boundaries. I have to stand for myself outside of whatever commitment or marriage or partnership or whatever. Me, the person has to be the first and foremost priority in order to make it through each day. And I learned that secret to put me first. Put you first. That's the most important. Um, what is one piece of advice you would like to give to someone who wants to start their own business? My best advice right away, get a mentor. I know they can be expensive. I know they can. Um, I, like I said, uh, you, you stumbled on to never quit mine. Go to somewhere like that. I, I actually have little cheap little things. You can learn the basics for like pennies, mm-hmm. but be careful with who you go to. Some will charge you thousands of thousands and not teach anything. Yeah. But it's important to get, get yourself on to a star, right? Get yourself onto someone who is doing the damn thing. Exactly. Okay. You know, who's doing a damn thing. You can see them out there shining. So you, you click onto them. Like shh, shh, I'm onto that. I'm not letting that go. Now I'll give you an example. Even at my level, I still have my own mentors. Yeah. Um, one girl, Rashida Gay, I love her. She's right here from Seattle, made a million almost in her first year. I love her. She's a mindset coach. She's wonderful. Another one is Kat Dunn. Love her. She is the course builder. She helps women build courses. And I actually am in a mastermind that she has for like 1200 bucks right now because I want to take my Facebook communities and I want them to be thousands upon thousands deep. And so she's going to show me how to do that. So no matter where you're at in your business, there's always someone out there who's done what you did either better or they already did it. Yeah. And what you want to do is latch onto that person who's doing what it is you want to do and, and ask them, can you help me to do that? Or what, what, what secrets can you give me? Yeah. Do you have a training class? Exactly. Right? exactly. Even if $1,200 a month, I still want to know it because I want to know what you did to get on Oprah because God got on Oprah. Yeah. Right? I want to do yeah. what I do. So see, there's always going to be someone out there that knows just a little bit more. And the secret is to keep learning and to keep latching on to a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then one day you're going to be like, whoa, look how far I've come. Yeah. Oh my God. I've got, like, I've got Adrian OBHQ and people are like, what's HQ? I'm like headquarters. (laughs) (laughs) Headquarters. Like I've got so many businesses. Some people are like, what was that link again? How do I find you? What was the business? I'm like, okay, I'm creating a headquarters. You should. Yes, you definitely should. And, and I think it's very important not to try to recreate the wheel. It's like success leaves breadcrumbs. Yes, yes. Um, and so I'm, I'm definitely all for that and just learning and growing and just observing people who have already done it, who's doing it and who can teach us a thing or two. So yes. I think that's very important. Um, the last question is, if you can know the time and date of your death, would you want to know? No. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, two reasons. Uh, back in uh, the early aughts, I had gotten this crazy thing that said I was going to die at 49. Mm-hmm. I think it was either 47 or 49. Well, I'm almost 60 now. Exactly. So I don't believe that. Yeah. 
Um, you know, I believe that whenever we're going to die is whenever we're going to die. But if I took each day and thought, I only have 78 days, I only have 77 days, I only have 76 days, I only have 75 days, I only have 74, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you won't live. Exactly. You, you will be obsessed with that. Now, yeah. I, I do got one personal story I want to tell you. In 2014, I almost died. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but they had to go in my juggler to save me. I have a disease called thrombocytopenia. Mm -hmm. I developed that in 2007 when I had to have a heart catheterization. And they use um, a particular uh, ingredient, which is now illegal, but it created a blood disease for me. And I will never get rid of it. It's almost like an autoimmune disease. I had to take infusions where they um, infuse my blood like a cancer patient to, you know, restore my blood. Luckily, the blood transfusion and the infusions together saved my life. I'm six years safe now almost. Knocking on wood. And um, I don't want to know when I'm going to die. I want to live to the moment of my death. Yeah. And I want to live as though the world is open to me and everything is up at my disposal to the moment it's too late. Yeah, I like that. Um, with that, though, like to piggyback on that, I know you said that they use something that's now illegal. That's not cause for some type of uh, lawsuit or anything? Well, there have been lawsuits, and I'm trying to remember the name of the stuff, but it's off. Uh, there was something that was done. Oh, when I took the uh, catheterization, they had me sign a paperwork that absolved them from mm, law. And, and I never, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of this. Oh, what is that, that they used? Oh, if I type it up while we're talking, I bet you I can find it because it's something I should know. But there is an ingredient that they no longer allow because it does create these, this problem. And I'm lucky to be alive. But a lot of people didn't survive it. Yeah, definitely blessed because you, you have a purpose. And that was the that was the next question is, what is your purpose? And how does one find it? How does one person find is there like a steps that someone takes or like, what is your purpose first that you feel? And how does one find their purpose? Well, the funny thing that you say that is as an astrologer, I think I look at life purpose differently than other people. <laughs> I actually feel like I can help everyone find their life purpose because that's what I do. So, um, I mean, that's crazy. But yeah, if you don't know your life purpose, reach out to me at the astrology look inside. But the thing <laughs> is, um, my life purpose, I always believed it to be that I wanted to, I, I like to be happy and I like to shine and I want to spread love and joy and I want to know the mysteries of the universe mm -hmm. and I want to share that knowledge that I gain uh, with other people, uh, especially as like an astrologer or someone who's into like transcendental meditation or uh, I, I study like Sajaguru and stuff. I want to know what the, the, the meaning of life is or at yeah. least what the blueprint of life is. And I want to share that knowledge so that people who come after me don't have to stumble and hit their heads against the wall trying to figure out what is the meaning of life. And I think that's why I, I created Astrology Look Inside. Not that it's the meaning or not that it's the answer, but it is a blueprint, which is almost like a roadmap. Yeah. Finding out who you are. A roadmap into discovering that purpose. And sometimes I'll look at these you know, astrology charts, and I'll tell people right away, like, your purpose is to find love, or your purpose is to, um, you know, make money. Believe it or not, my purpose, according to astrology, was to reach out to other people. Hmm. Reach out to other people, to get out of my shell and to reach out to other people, and to nurture others, and to, to buoy up other people. I have my North Node in Cancer. I, it probably means nothing to you. But yeah, as, yes. a, okay, as a Capricorn, it's opposing me, right? So if I didn't know that, I would have been all money, right? All money and power, mm. all Capricorn. And not knowing that the secret to my success was to buoy up and nurture other people. Mm. See? So it's little things like that, that once it clicks in and you're like, oh, my purpose is to help other people. On my wall, in my bedroom, I have, I help others. 
I am successful when I help others. When I help others, it helps me. Yeah. I put a whole wall of this there because I know my purpose. And my purpose is to boy up and to help others, not to help myself, to help others. And when I help others find a solution, I am benefited. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you said that because, you know, I'm a Sagittarius and I think, you know, we're ruled by the planet Jupiter and we're just like the gurus, you know, we're all into philosophy and what's the meaning of life. And like, so I am like entrenched in learning just the wisdom, the ancient wisdom and being able to share that with others so that it, you know, that they can digest it in, in a way that they can understand it. But also, you know, my moon is cancer and my oh, rising yeah. sign is Libra. So mm. I'm all about mental. Yeah. And then that cancer kind of like balances me out emotionally. And I think one of my purposes also is to um, learn about the mysteries of the universe and what is life and that ancient, ancient, wisdom and, and teach others as well so it's I think we share that same sentiment um what's one thing that every woman should have I think every woman should have a sense of identity mm-hmm. knowing that with or without support or men mm-hmm. we are our own individualized you know we're enough. Yeah, we're enough. We don't need to have anyone else outside of us telling us we're enough. We're enough because we know it from an deeply internal level. And so getting to that place where you feel confident and you love yourself, like when you love yourself, it shows, doesn't it? Yeah. People can feel that. They're like, that girl loves herself. Mm -hmm. So when you can get into a place where you really do Love and honor yourself first. Everything else is going to start building upon that. That's true. Yeah. It happens almost like magic. Yeah, that's true. It's true. That's true. So how do you pour into yourself? What do you do? Name just maybe a few, one or two things that you do to practice self-love and self-care. Like, How do you fill that internal cup for Adrian? Well, it's funny that you say that. One of the things, I do several things, actually. Um, one of the things I do is, I like I mentioned, I dance. Yeah. Music, music is on all the time. Yeah. So even if you don't hear it here, if I go in my bedroom, it's on right now. I go walk in a room and, uh, you know, Ransom's playing or something. I'll just <laughs> dance. I'll walk in and dance. So I do that. And um, the other thing is I listen to positive, um, everything positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you'll see, I, I don't have the television on, even if I have it on, I don't have the sound. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I mentioned, I stopped, uh, drinking soda. I put myself before soda. Mm-hmm. I had a girl come to me, paid me, it was $90 or something. And she couldn't get beyond not drinking soda. She didn't get her $90 back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we got to put yourself first. And you'll figure that out. Like what you'll know what supports you and what buoys you up. Another thing I do is I constantly am meditating. Like yeah. even right now, if I went and did this, let me see if you can hear this right now. See, it's on right now in the background. There's, I don't know if you can hear this. No, I do hear it. Every day. This is what I do. do you hear those that? are, those are those hurts. What, what are yeah. those called? That, that is just music, binaural beats. Yeah, binaural beats. Tones, yeah. Subliminal messages. This one is confidence, happiness, and motivation. Yeah. And it's constantly playing. I'll play things like increase brain power, attract money and confidence, um, cosmic, uh, you know, what are energy music, manifest positive outcomes. Yeah, people might think you're a flake. Well, what do we care, right? All yeah. we care about is that we get the results that we need. And sometimes we need to zen out because the world doesn't stop because we have our focus. There's a million, a couple billion people out there with no focus whatsoever. Yeah. We got to stay on our trajectory, on our focus. And if it's something like uh, binaural beats or tapping, I don't know if you've heard of EFT tapping. I I'll do this sometime you know, just start tapping mm-hmm. because I need to just get myself back, back, back in, or I'll just start doing this and it'll pull me back. Yeah. Okay. So yes, 
find ways to, you know, get that spirituality into your life on a daily basis. Find ways to meditate. Find ways to get back into yourself. Another thing is keep a journal. Mm-hmm. Keep a notebook. My goodness. I keep them everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. I've got papers everywhere. And I say notebook and not an internet thing because you want to feel yeah. the, the writing with your hand. Mm-hmm. You want, it's giving you more than one emotion. Mm-hmm. It's going into several different places at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it thinks in and it like it locks it in. So, you know, write out your dreams. Yeah. Write out your plans. Write out where you want to be in a year, all of that. If I had to give any advice, it's that. Yeah. And that's a good way to pour into yourself. And and it's interesting that you mentioned that because when I go to sleep, I do sleep with these affirmations playing in the background. I go to YouTube, put like on this eight hour type of track. See, because you're on it. Yeah. Because your subconscious is extremely potent while you're sleeping. So definitely feed into that. And that journaling, that's, that's my go-to. I love to write. Um, And the last question, Adrian, who is God to you? God is my savior and he's my best friend. God saved my life. Yeah. He's with me at all times. I feel like I can talk to him. He saved me. I told you about him getting me out of that bed. I made a deal with God. We're in partnership together. You know, people think just because I'm an astrologer that I don't believe in God. No, me and God know each other intimately. He's my best friend. I talk to him at all times. He never leaves me and he's a part of me at all times. And so I, I, I know, you know, some people are like, God is a female, you know, I'm not into all that. I just right. know that whatever that God essence is, that higher power, it is so strong in me right now Yeah. because I'm constantly talking to it and thinking it and like, guide me, where, where would you want me to go? What is it that you want me to do? What am I missing here? I asked my inner voice that, you know, the God voice all the time. What is it you would have me to do? Lead me where you want me to go. Tell me what it is you want me to do. And I will do that. Yeah. Having that open, you know, willingness to do what it's going to take um, to get where you got to go or wherever God or wherever that inner voice is sending you. Yeah. That is vital. Get in touch with yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do the meditation to get to that point where you're in that kind of alignment with yourself but once you're in that man it's almost like you feel hugged by it i love it hugged hugged and i think as single women women that's one of the most important relationships that we need to become more intimate with god like that's one of the most important uh, reasons why we are single is so that we can kind of deepen that relationship with with god um so I love that, Adrian. That was beautiful. Um, so, so where can we connect with you? Do you have a website or any yeah, social media handles? Yes, I do. Um, you can find me at my webs, uh, my well, Facebook. I'll say that is you can find me at facebook.com/slash Adrian Ob, um, and then of course I have facebook.com/slash Adrian Obhq, and that's my business page. Mm-hmm. I would say people should go there, which is um, facebook.com/slash Adrian Obhq. And um, if you go there, it's going to lead you to everything else. Because as you saw, when I sent you all the many things I know, I do a lot online. I know. I saw. I'm like, what the? (laughs) This woman, does she go to sleep? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure this is probably why I'm getting divorced. But, you know. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) That's his loss. That's his loss. Um, (laughs) And so the last part of this interview um, is called what um I, I call put inspiration on it. So I'll give you a random word and I want to see how you can spin this word into something positive and motivating that we can leave our listeners with. So are you ready? I am. Okay, your word is uh, stars. Ah, uh, that's an easy one for me. <laughs> one of the things I told my daughter all her life is shoot for the moon. And no matter if you make it or not, You'll still land amongst the stars. Yes. Shoot for the moon. Always. I love it. So, Adrian, thank you so much for connecting with me and bringing that energy to my podcast. It was such a pleasure getting to know you. It's been so fun. I'm glad I got to know you, too. Yeah, you came with so much wisdom and grace. Thank you.
And thank you all for joining me again for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, this season of singleness is for a divine purpose. So I hope you find it. I hope you continue to walk in your true divinity and personal power unapologetically. And so until the next time, love, peace, and light. Thank you. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time.